0: Hi, everyone. This is Saud Masood, and welcome to the second episode of the Saud Masood podcast, where we share, learn, and grow together. Today, I want to talk about how to think about building real confidence. This is a broad topic, obviously, but I'm eager to dig into its foundations today. This is a an issue that affects a lot of people. I've done thousands of one-on-one interactions, uh, conducted surveys, and I find that consistently, especially with the youth, the young men and women out there, they they struggle with confidence issues, and it's holding them back in life. So today I want to talk about how to start thinking about building confidence. Let me just give you an example of this young man uh, who I recently spoke with. So he was one of my students in my interpersonal skills class, Let's call him Arif. Arif came to me, he said, Sir, I need to st- speak to you in private. Can we go and sit outside after class? Uh, we sat down, we found a room, and he started talking. And initially, he was fairly calm about his, you know, sharing his background. And, and, and the more he discussed um, his past and where he's heading, I just started to get a sense that he was getting a bit more frustrated and angry. His body language, his face was kind of turning red. His voice was kind of shrieking. Um, he was talking faster and faster and faster like that. And um, so I kind of, you know, sort of saw where this was heading. And I, and I just kind of asked him, you know, what is the main issue why we are sitting and having a discussion? I mean, I, I've, I have no problem hearing your life story, but what is the main reason why we're sitting here? And he said, sir, I'll just cut to the chase. The real issue is, that I got married recently, about a couple of months back. I started full-time employment two years back. The more I'm getting thrown into real life, the more I realize that this handicap of lacking confidence in life is, is really exposing me. It's really making me vulnerable. I'm having a hard time, not just dealing with my boss, but also my wife and also me in my head. So for me, this lack of self-esteem or this low self-esteem and low confidence is is kind of reaching a boiling point. And I can't escape it because I'm no longer a student. Yes, I'm doing this MBA program, but I I'm work in the morning, I, I do this MBA class in the evening and then I have you know family obligations. So it's, it's a different world for me altogether. And, and it's understandable. And also he said, the other thing is I've tried everything. I've tried books, I've tried reading you know, articles, watching YouTube videos. Uh, my dad is a good man. He takes me for these long walks and talks to me about how to be a man, quote, unquote, all of that, but end of the day, it to him, none of that has really helped him in any real meaningful way. So he said, look, I, I, I've, I'm not gonna say that nothing has completely helped me in any ways. It has, but it hasn't really helped me in a meaningful way. And then he ended up saying, you know, I want to be able to talk like you, sir, but not everybody is born with confidence. And at that point, I just had a smile on my face. At that point, I knew that he had no idea, not only that, who I am and what my background is and what my story is, but also what confidence is. He was assuming that confidence was some sort of a, perhaps a birthright or a birth curse, that you have to live with for the rest of your life. And whatever you know view of me he established, he established based on those 90-minute lectures and you know two-hour seminars and whatnot. So I, I said, okay, Araf, here's the thing. Do you know what my upbringing was like, how I was as a child? And he said, obviously not. I said, okay, let me just tell you. And I told him two quick stories. I said, do you know that up till the age of 14 or even 15 I was considered a very shy kid. I was a loner, I didn't really interact with many people. I not even, you know, hung out. I had I didn't really have a lot of friends to be honest, and I spent a lot of time sketching superheroes and and just sort of being in my shell. I didn't really get along with grown-ups so to speak because authority figures would make me more nervous, you know, would kind of make me feel um, extra small or weak for some reason. It's tough to explain. And I was very non-confrontational. So one time, there was this girl that I was um, I, I kind of liked, and and I decided to, you know, tell her that I liked her. And I and on a piece of paper I saw I, I wrote I like you, and I folded the piece of paper and gave it to her. I don't know what I was thinking. I literally that's all I could have. That's all I could come up with. That, I think I was around twelve years old at that time, and I gave it to her, and uh, she opened it up looked at me and immediately said, who wrote this? I just froze. I still remember that vividly. I froze. And I ended up uttering something like, uh, I don't know, I just found this on the chair. She looked at me, she looked at the chair. She kind of did this calculation in the back of her head that there's no way this guy has the guts to say something. He does. He's a loner, he doesn't talk to anybody, so it's probably somebody else. And she just, you know, crumbled the paper and tossed it in the bin and moved on. I was a superhero in my mind and I was completely invisible to the real world. At a second time, and this was where where I, I really kind of woke up to this, and this is a few years later, um, I decided to test out this acting class in school. So the option was either you take the acting class or, or you go and participate in um, the, one, the athletics class. And this was not like you get to play cricket or tennis or something, it was about you have to run 100 meters, 200 meters, 400 meters. And I'd be damned if I had to do that. So I went directly for acting class. I said, I'll take acting plus, you know, maybe it's going to help me with my confidence issues. So I go into this class and there were about a dozen girls and only two boys, is me and this other kid. And this guy was sort of the heartthrob of the of the school, tall, handsome man and it was me, you know, kind of half his height and chubby and round, but nonetheless, you know, that's 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 where I was. So in that class, the teacher comes in and she says, all right, uh, students, I I need you to give me the names of people who are gonna play roles in this following story. And the story goes something like this. There's a prince who's gonna fight this evil monster and his minions and he's gonna slay them and um, he's gonna bring peace back to his kingdom. And he's gonna save his dad, and you know so on and so forth. So there was like this whole plot. So I hear him sitting here, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm pretty sure this prince role is gonna go to this guy, this handsome tall dude, and I'm gonna end up with you know being clearly the evil monster. And uh, so good, that's uh, you know that's what I was expecting. To my shock, so these twelve girls did decided to, they have like one spokesperson, right? She gets up and she says, um, "Madam, I, I think we suggest that you know we go with, you know, this guy for the prince, which is obviously the shoo-in, you know, the handsome guy, mm-hmm. for the prince, and um, one of us can be the evil monster. Because for the evil monster, you really need a lot of confidence to carry this strong role. You've got to be convincing, and you you got to have this presence." So one of us could do that. And then Saud here could end up being the trusty sidekick to the prince, you know, who's shy and and an introvert. And I just, again, I just froze. Here I'm thinking I'm gonna get you know, the, the leftovers from, you know, if I'm not gonna be the prince, I'm gonna be the evil guy. I couldn't even make it to the evil guy. I was like the sidekick to the prince because even to be the evil guy, you got to have some level of confidence, some gravitas, some energy to make you look formidable, to make you look powerful. And these girls who fair, knew me fairly well, they've been with me for a long time. We, take, we were in the classes together for, for a few years. They knew that somebody with my you know, presence, I guess, couldn't carry that role. So that's, that's what I had to deal with. I don't recall what happened in that class for the next 20 minutes, I was kind of zoned out. And even though I went into this class to build my confidence, I came out completely humiliated with virtually no shred of confidence left. So this is my story. So when somebody says, well, we wanna be like you, well, you need to know that I was that shy kid who just couldn't break through. And it took me a long time to acquire the skills to get to where I am today, and I'm, and I'm far from, where I, where I think I can be but at least I can now carry a conversation with some level of confidence and with some level of projection and you know when I look back like these experiences they, they stayed with me because they remind me uh, you know of what I was and what I can be and I told that that man Arif I, I told him so Arif you know there're no quick fixes if you try to chase a five step or a 10 step program and you know you read this book and tomorrow you're you're like the most charismatic man on the planet it's not going to work that's not that doesn't work if you build anything anything which is without quality without you know genuine you know realness it's going to collapse on you sooner or later so i told them i said look you need to start thinking the right way and this is what this episode is all about. It's about the, the first step, the thinking part. Forget all, all this, the, you know, the five steps and the ten steps and, you know, and, and people telling you, hey, you know what, the best way to get confidence is don't care what people say uh, or be fearless. This doesn't work. I mean, to me, I just, it just never worked for me. It didn't work for any of anybody I've advised ever. You have to care what other things. You have to have a healthy amount of fear in you. Look, we're not all training to be Spartan warriors taking on Xerxes at the Battle of Thermopylae. That's not not what we're doing. We're normal people living normal lives. So what I want to leave you with today, what I want to share with you is how to think about two main areas of confidence building. Look, the first and foremost is confidence is never born outside. It's never outside of you. It's always 100% inside of you. Now, you have to be brave enough to venture internally. Why do I say you have to be brave? What's the reason for that? Because you'll need to have an honest baseline conversation with yourself. So why do you lack confidence? Let's be real. Is it fear of getting snubbed or embarrassed? Are you petrified of being exposed as a phony? Is it that you don't possess a clear mind and your thoughts are unimpressive at best and perhaps ridiculous at worst? Are you ashamed of how you talk? Are you embarrassed of how you look in the mirror? I witnessed people breaking down in front of me in answering these discovery questions. Basically, what is it that is destroying our confidence? And remember, we never had these issues as a, as a child. As a, as, a, as a child, you kind of grew without fears, and slowly and gradually, one meriting moment at a time, a slip here, A torn pants there, um, you know, a a joke here at our expense, all of these started piling up. All these fears started piling up. And these fears are like grains of sand, right? So they piled up enough that they buried your confidence underneath it. That's why I say, remember, your confidence is inside, not outside. It's buried, not gone. You have to unearth it step by step you have to pick every grain of fear sand out of you, out of the situation to get your confidence back. Also remember, the fears you carry, they're from outside, right? So the confidence is inside, but the fears are always coming from the outside. It's the world, it's the people, it's always those, I don't know, those random three people that will, that will give you the most stress in life. Well, newsflash. These three people that you fear, fear another set of three people or four or five or ten, who knows? Who then fear another set of people? At no point am I saying, don't care about these people or be completely fearless. That, Like I told you before, that doesn't work for me. Instead, all I'm just telling you is to be aware, aware that the people you fear, fear others. But they still decide to exude enough confidence whether they're faking it or they have it, to influence you, to overpower you. The people you're fearing fear others, but they're still able to have enough, just enough confidence to influence you. So they're doing what you're not doing. The level of fears are different, but they are tapping into their inner confidence, and you're not. If you want to step onto the field of life, you have to play the game. Whether there's fear or whether you care too much, you have to play the game. And I'll discuss the tactics behind how to go about building inner resilience you know, in future episodes. The second part that I want to share with you today, this is the last part, is that, remember, confidence breeds confidence. You know, a coal miner stuck in a collapsed cave, unable to see anything around him, but you know total darkness may just simply give up digging any further because he may not know how far he is from escaping the tragedy that's befallen him but if he even sees one tiny ray of light he will fight for his life because he sees results and hope builds and so does confidence so remember results hope and confidence they go hand in hand I will talk again more about the tactics on how to get the results and so on and so forth. But what you need to remember is that it has to be a high quality effort from you. You need to have high quality commitment to acquire high quality skills so you can generate high quality results in life. Again, today's episode is all about just scratching the bare surface of how to build confidence. I want you to know in this episode that confidence is you and vice versa. You are real, so develop real confidence. It's never easy to acquire anything of value. There's always a price to pay. So as you go through your self-discovery and look inside and ask tough questions of you, of yourself, you know, remember, things might get worse before they get better. But what would you rather have? You know, a lifelong misery of underliving your potential and being painfully aware of it or facing your demons now, and getting to work, and rebuilding yourself, your relationships, achieving tangible results through actions and commitment. The choice is yours. Play the quality game, the long game. Those are my thoughts for today. Best wishes to everyone and speak to you soon. Thank you so much.